0: Welcome to Junior L's and Now What? Equip 5, episode 159. I am officially wrapping up this section on what I'll refer to as failure. And I know it has taken forever because it has taken me forever to record and to record consistently. I can't promise that I will record consistently, but I can promise that I will continue to record and it will strive to record consistently. We will see how that all plays out. Needless to say, I enjoy doing this, so I hope I will do more of it. I have spent many an episode, I think close to 30 or more on this topic. So this episode is going to be more of a wrap-up and once i've wrapped it up i'm actually going to retool this podcast which i'll discuss a little bit more in the next episode um and by that it'll be a little bit of a change in format um maybe a slight change in topics uh you know like life it's all we're kind of experimenting and we're going to see what works and what doesn't and what is right for the time um anyway won't go into all of that uh so I have covered so much in this topic series. There isn't too much new from a tool perspective to give you. Having said that, I will suggest nine things, which is ironic because nine is also German for no, and I actually have a few German listeners. So, um, guten Abend. And, uh, and you know, nine for no or nine for the number. That was one of my grandpa's favorite jokes, uh, referring to using nine is both no and number, but anyway, sorry, I'm way off topic. It's late and I'm rambling. I apologize. All right. So the nine things, number one, arm yourself with positive slash uplifting comments about yourself and others, whether somebody is accidentally listening to you or not saying something negative about another person is ultimately destructive now, that doesn't mean we need to keep all of our thoughts to ourselves. As I mentioned before, having thoughts, having emotions, and sharing them in a right way, in the right time, and in a, let's use the term, constructive way, is, is critical to our survival in this mortality. Um, but we need to be careful that what we do ultimately leads to building of ourselves and others, not tearing down and I'm guilty of that. So this is not as do as I do and do as I say. This is a do as I say, not as I do, um, because I'm a hypocrite. I definitely have a propensity to be negative, and I'm working on that, but I am not perfect. Number two: hope conquers despair. And this one is very cool because it's binary. It is either hope or it is despair. And as we've learned from the scriptures, hope comes of God. Despair comes from the adversary. So when you're feeling despair, that actually gives you some hope from the standpoint of, you know, the source. And there are things you can do about that, like praying, studying scriptures, and well, the list goes on. But when you're feeling hope, that should also give you hope or greater hope because you know the source of that as well. And you can do things to continue that relationship. Number three, remember that no matter what the voices in your head say, you're worth it. And there is always a way through it. You may not see it. Sometimes you're in that tunnel where you cannot see the light on the other side. And it is so incredibly dark and confining and you feel like everything is shrinking in around you take the next step remember that there is a way to get to the other side and remember that you're worth the effort to get to the other side whether it's through your own energies or through someone else's i know that doesn't always shake the despair or shake the doubt or shake the fear but try the little things, the little steps, the crawling. If you've ever seen the movie, What About Bob? Uh, they, they talk about the taking baby steps. That's quite legit. Um, take the baby steps. Number four, share. Even if it's with just a pen and paper, get those thoughts out. Sometimes if you share a lot of negativity with a person, you're going to pull them down. So I'm telling you it's important to share, but sometimes it's important to share in a diluted sort of way, meaning not all in one source or one person. Plus, you get different perspectives, even if that perspective is just yourself because you're writing it down. But share, 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 uh, because it's important to get that off of your chest. Five, get up. Sleep is necessary, but staying in bed will pull you down. Um, it's... it's amazing to me how often people who are feeling despair or are depressed or overly anxious or things of that nature end up just lying in bed. That should be a symptom for anyone and everyone that if you're lying in bed for any other purpose other than sleeping and a few other very obvious things that you need to get up. You need to get moving. You need to get doing. Even if that doing is literally just walking, I know I'm a power pacer and that's not necessarily always healthy, but it is better than just lying in bed. Um, I can promise you it is healthier. Number six, move, clean, organize. Um, when I, I, as I've mentioned recently, I had a job loss and so being unemployed for a period of time is scary especially financially i am the primary breadwinner in my home and so uh you know no new income coming in is a terrifying thing or at least it can be but in my efforts to find another job or after i found a job but before i started it there was still that window i had to stay busy and i'll tell you what my wife and i were incredibly productive um that time off was a huge, huge blessing. Uh, terrifying in some respects, but on the same token, I would never take it back. I am so glad that I had that time to spend with my wife. It was wonderful. And we got to do things, things we've been wanting to do for, in some cases, years. Even if it was just organizing a room or taking stuff to you know goodwill type of place or what we call the di or desert industries um uh, uh, you know just things we didn't need anymore or may never need um in some cases uh if you have something that's precious to you and you put it in a box and it stays on a shelf for years on end what good is it doing anyway those are the kind of realizations that i had to have during that window and it was good it was cathartic it was helpful um, and it, and it helped to improve my mental state, which is again, strange to say, considering the fact that I was unemployed. Number seven hug. This is, this is not something I'm telling you because I enjoy human contact because truth of the matter is I don't, I don't like, uh, holding hands. I don't like hugging, um, heaven forbid anything more than that. The only exceptions to that are my wife, um, and in fact, I'm sure she gets a little overwhelmed sometimes because I have the opposite reaction when I'm around her. It's almost like, because I don't like it from others, it creates a, a vacuum that needs to be filled. Uh, so my wife, I'm sorry. <laughs> um, but, uh, she is the outlet for that for me. Um, but outside of that, I don't typically like it. However, I will still advocate for it because it is important. That human contact is important. Um, and and the hug, for some reason, it is important for your psyche. Um, we have a dog. A dog, a few episodes ago, or earlier, you probably heard clickety-clacketing as he's walking around on the floor uh, with his long nails. Um, but sometimes I will hug the dog. He may not know what's going on, and he may not care. He might even dislike it. But you know what? He's the dog, and uh, he's going to take it. But... Uh, I can do that. I can hug the dog and that feels comfortable to me. And so um, find the, you know, the source of what you can hug and do it because it will help you feel better. Number eight, pray. Um, In the scriptures, it says to pray always. And I'm still interpreting that in my life and what it means for me personally. But it is so critically important to our progress Is prayer because we really can't get through this life in any form of successful way, spiritually or worldly or in any other way, without the help of our heavenly Father, um, and His uh, and His servants, you know, uh, the Holy Ghost, etc. We need that help. We need that influence. Look at the Dark Ages and what little progress, if any, was made during that 16 or so hundred year window of time. Um, And that was largely due as a result of the lack of heavenly influence. And then all of a sudden, things dramatically changed. I wonder why. Well, that's not the purpose of this episode, but the point I'm trying to make here is that influence is critical to our success. And so I would encourage you to find every opportunity to pray. That doesn't mean that you need to be on your knees 24-7. Being on your knees to pray is important at times, but it isn't the only way to do it. And I would argue that it is probably the minority of the times that you will pray is you'll pray on your knees. I have found that my greatest time to communicate with my heavenly father is when I'm driving the car because I feel like I can pray out loud. I always sing while I'm in the car anyway. And if people are driving by and they see me singing. I don't care. It's not like I'm ever going to see them again, but praying is no different. It's not like if anyone sees you while you're doing that, you're going to get publicly flogged or ridiculed for it. And hey, uh, at the end of the day, it doesn't really matter. matter even if you are so find opportunities to pray. And number nine, define each day what it means to succeed for you that day. It's either before you go to bed that night or when you wake up the next morning. What is it you feel that you need to do that day? So when that day comes to a close, you can say, yep, I did it. I succeeded. I will tell you for me personally, I define each day a little different, but there's a few standard things that I do each day to help me feel like I succeeded. Um, One of those is I study. I feel that I need to constantly grow and expand my knowledge. Even if what I study I don't remember from day to the next day because I am gaining so much knowledge and information that it's impossible or certainly improbable for me to retain it or to recall it very easily. But that's okay with me. Because I'm putting forth the energy to do it. Um, being a perfectionist is hard because it feels like you need to do everything and do everything perfectly and do everything right. And that to me is riddled with fallacies because because we're imperfect beings and nothing we're going to do is going to be done perfectly or right in the 100% sort of way, then that means why Start. Because if it's not gonna be perfect, why do it in the first place? Well, that's the wrong attitude. We're, we're sent here as a test and that test is not to walk away from it perfect. The, the, the test is to walk away having A, learn something and B, done what we can to grow and progress and to be better. And so I am teaching myself to break out of that perfectionism mentality by doing something that I know I will ultimately not be able to do perfectly. And that is what I study and I learn, I will not be able to remember completely. Oh, bits and pieces, certainly. And in the end, it's still going to edify me and it's still going to make me grow. And I make notes of things as I'm studying them. So I have something to reference. But I will tell you at the end of every day, because I did something to make myself a better person, then I can feel that I succeeded that day. Now, obviously there's more to it than that. I wanna feel that I helped my fellow humans. I I wanna feel that I helped my family, that I was a better husband or a better father. And there are other things like that to each day for me. But the small things that I feel like I can successfully do each and every day, I can pull up my phone and I can study one verse in the scripture, or I can pull up my phone and I can look at Wikipedia and grab just a random topic and study. um, I feel like I can do that and I can say, yes, I did that, I succeeded, and I feel good about that. Success is like a drug. And if you're succeeding at small things, it makes a huge difference. So it's definitely something I would advocate. So I am ending the sequence, not the podcast. That will continue. And hopefully it will continue to grow and improve. But the one thing I have to say, and I am saying this, is thank you so much for all the listeners that are out there. I don't know many of you by name. There is a few of you that I do because I know who you are because you've told me you listen. Uh, but there's are, thankfully, more of you out there that I don't know. But the fact that you listen gives me the energy and the determination to record, obviously not consistently, because I haven't been, and obviously not as often as I'd like to, or I should, but it still gives me that. And as I'd mentioned before, I hope this podcast helps you, but it helps me. And to me, that's in and of itself a win. And if it helps you, then that's, gravy. And I'll be honest with you. I love mashed potatoes. My wife makes this hamburger gravy that goes on the mashed potatoes that is to die for. So I will tell you to say that it's gravy, that's big praise because I love my wife's hamburger gravy it is so good. Um, i mashed potatoes. Mm, love them anyway. So totally and utterly off topic and that's okay. So remember that to fail, to fall, to uh, do any other synonym related to that, you know what, that's just part of life. And it's a part of life that we, if we embrace and we choose to learn and we grow, we pick ourselves up and we just take those next steps, that our lives will be better. They may not be easier. They may not even be happier, but they will be better. And I still am very irritated by a president of the United States that we had some time ago who said, that the reason why he was the president was to make the citizens' lives easier. That is a mistake. It is a terrible, terrible mistake. Life should not be easier. Life should be better. And I hope that yours will be better from day to day. Remember that you're worth it. Smile as you can. Take the next step and have a wonderful rest of your day.